Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What up, Yins guys, my honeys? This is your girl, Kim, and welcome to Bravo, East Coast Housewives. And I would really just like to say, if you heard that little break in my voice, that was disgusting. I did have my coffee this morning, too. Maybe that's uh, put a little bit of dryness in the throat, so bravo! Anyways, welcome, welcome. Happy fucking Monday, and we're just going to get right in it with a what the bravo, because there are some things to discuss. Nothing too cray-cray, but a little interesting. So, first off, Tracy Tudor. We all know her from Million Dollar Listing LA. She contracted COVID months ago, and she never knew it. And apparently she has a new boyfriend, so yay, good for you. Woohoo! I guess maybe she did the whole online match.com type of thing, quarantine dating. Now, I don't know if I would do that. I've done the whole OkCupid thing, and what else did I do? I did like coffee bagel or whatever it is. Uh, Yeah, terrible experiences, but that's another podcast within itself that I don't feel like doing. But anyways, back to Tracy. She told people that she got the virus months ago, never knew that she had it. Also, we find out how did she get on the show of Million Dollar Listing LA? She admits Mr. Josh Altman, Mr. Ego himself, Mr. Dollar, Mr. Gold, ah, all that stuff. The Altman brothers. Josh Altman actually was the one that encouraged her to be on the show. And despite the fact that I feel like his ego is a little bit too big for himself, he's really good at what he fucking does. So props up to you. But he got Tracy on the show, encouraged her. And to be honest, it's a great addition. I think she is kick ass on the show. She doesn't take any shit from people, especially the boys. Uh Uh-huh. And she's just killing it. So I'm interested to see how the upcoming episode with the whole, I forget his name, but he is definitely not a cool person in my book. It's the one where you can't wear anything in the house. He has like his own little cigar place. It's called the castle. I really don't remember his name, but even Josh Altman had a hard time dealing with him, even though he got fired. I mean, whatever. So Tracy took on that challenge and apparently the guy calls every two seconds because in my mind, I'm like, are you married, bro? Because you're either a really good husband or a real big pain in the ass or you're divorced because like you're a little too much to handle. Like you're super high maintenance. So transitioning, we also find out that Sheree Whitfield, a former Real Housewife of Atlanta, she also revealed that she got tested for the virus and she tested positive. This was like not too long ago, so this was pretty recent. And if we recall, her mom was missing for a good amount of time, but they found her, thank God. But she's definitely gone through some shit during this whole quarantine thing. So, you know, Sheree, I hope you're doing well. We're thinking of you, sending you well wishes, get well on a fast recovery. And Tracy Tudor, we're glad that you're okay. So, and your new beau, because I guess he had it too. So I go on bravo.com, you know, the Bravo TV, whatever. And I was just looking up some stuff and I thought this was so cool to, to learn. So the director of production and development at E and Bravo, she wears two hats. Way to go, bitch. Her name's Selena Rochester. She went on the Daily Dish podcast 
which you should check out, but like stay with me on my podcast because it's fun. <laughs> that would be really cool to go on that podcast. I think that would be sweet. And they should come on my podcast. That would be so fucking cool. We could talk Bravo together. But she goes on the Daily Dish podcast and she was talking about how this whole pandemic is affecting everything, especially production for Bravo. <sighs> So when she was talking to the hosts, she was using Married to Medicine as an example, as we know that it's been on Sundays. So Selena was saying a lot of the confessionals of the show are shot after the season because she said that they have to go to previous scenes within the show that have already been filmed so they can ask particular questions to whoever the interviewee is. So I thought that was kind of cool. I'm not shocked by that. Um, She also said because the producers can't go to the Bravo Liberty's homes, they had to send them a kit. So they sent them a production kit that included an iPhone, which what the fuck? I want an iPhone. Like I'll do questions any day. I'm ready. But they sent them a production kit, lighting and some sound stuff for them to set up in their home like me so they can have a nice little home studio, which by the way, but y'all, I am back in Pittsburgh. I made that long eight hour drive like oh that killed my soul because I have to drive through Ohio and yes it's very scenic and nice it's just too long for me like I miss the airplane flight like get me home ASAP yeah so I'm in Pittsburgh temporarily let's see how long that lasts now I thought this was really interesting and got me thinking so checked out on reality a website Kristen Doty, she's finally opening up about her firing from Vanderpump Rules. She found out from her lawyer that she wasn't coming back to the show. So no one even called her. Like her lawyer was like, yo, you're not coming back on the show. Sorry, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Her and Stassi, we find out they're getting friendly again. They're not like besties, as I said before, but they are being there for each other throughout this whole hard time. I think Stassi is like, what, five months pregnant or something? I could be wrong with a number, but she's preggers. You can see it on her Instagram with her belly if you're like into that kind of thing. But they are speaking and they are there for each other through this and they wish the best for each other. We see each other, as Andy would always say on Watch What Happens Live. Love, love, love. Pretty sure he got that from Nini because she made it and she is a goddess. Yes, we see each other. Okay, Kristen, she admits that she wished that the network would come to her to have a public conversation about this whole thing. And Kristen also thinks that Bravo missed a huge opportunity to offer viewers a chance to learn and grow from her and Stassi's mistake. It got me to thinking, does she have a point? She states, and I quote, it would have been a lot smarter for them to film about this. This was a perfectly wide open door for Bravo to take the initiative and have the conversation. It would have helped me, and I think it would have helped other people on the cast, those that were let go and those that were not. It would have given us a platform to work together to do more charity work and push people to do better rather than saying, and she quotes, gives an idea. She says, we don't like that mistake you made, so therefore you are canceled, end quote from her and then end quote from me. Okay, I'm asking you guys, do you think she has a point? I don't know what she meant about the charity work. I don't really know about that. But does she have a point about Bravo should have taped this whole thing and filmed how Stassi and Kristen and Max and Brett or whatever how they were dealing with this. I don't know. I'd love to hear your thoughts about it. And 
I, I just think it would be, if they did do that, I think it would be interesting. I think it would be a good thing. Yeah, I don't know. I just want your thoughts. I think that's an interesting point that she brought up. So let me know what you think. Follow us on Instagram. Now with that, we're getting to the main motherfucking event. Main event. So now we're still in the Berkshires. Luann is being petty, 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 petty with Sonia. You're not in my show. It's my show. You're not in it. It's mine. (sighs) So they're still there. It's hilarious whenever Ramona opens the door because they're getting takeout, delivery, whatever, coming to Dorinda's house, Bluestone Manor. And the guy, I recall, he was pretty cute. Ramona's super duper flirty with him. It was hilarious because he's just trying to deliver the damn food so he can leave. You know what I mean? Loved also that Dorinda comes in her little sequin dress. Sequin dresses are like the thing for all the housewives. You see it in every reunion show. I'm pretty sure they probably made sequin dresses a hot item again. All franchises because they all do it and it's lovely. It's luxurious. Keep bringing it on. But Dorinda wore it to her little dinner party at her house. So cute. Everyone else was kind of wearing chillax clothes. That would be me if I was over there. But Dorinda, she's the hostess. She can do whatever she wants. So Dorinda and Ramona have a conversation about how Sonia did her cabaret way before Luann did. Luann overhears this and she corrects them because it wasn't a cabaret. It was burlesque. Difference, honey. And yes, they may be different, but... Luann, cabaret, you did not invent the cabaret. Hello, do we remember Liza in cabaret? Like, come on. So Luann's a little butthurt about that still because they're still having the conversation about it when really she should just let go of it because she will be more free. And then she can do whatever she wants in her cabaret. So after she corrects them, Dorinda doesn't really agree with Ramona that Sonia was good. What? I'm sorry. Dorinda, you're kind of wrong with that because I think Sonia's hysterical. And as I said, she's my spirit animal. Yes, love it. And I said it on social media and she fucking liked it. Thank you, Sonia. Oh my God. Super happy. Yes. Whenever Dorinda was having that conversation with Ramona, you could totally see that she was gone. She like had shots of whatever, who knows, but she was gone. I did see on Watch What Happens Live, Andy was bringing up, and this is just a side thing, he brought up the first moment that he kind of got emotional from a confession that Dorinda was making whenever she had everyone over at the Berkshires for the first time, she made the cake and all this kind of shit, and then Luann wasn't being grateful for it, and then she's like, I cooked, I cleaned, I made it nice! We all remember that, and Andy confesses that that was his first time that he got really, really emotional, and he almost cried because of that. Now, he asked her if she was drunk during that time, and she was like no and she says the funny thing is a lot of people think that I'm drunk all the time when it comes to certain things whenever I slur words but she confesses herself that she has a slurred speech sometimes that's just who she is so was she drunk when she was talking to Ramona about this the whole Sonia thing I don't know I don't know if you ask me she kind of looked like it but you know what what the fuck do I know right After this whole burlesque cabaret thing, Luann is saying that she has a professional show. She's convincing herself of that. And is it a professional show? Hell yeah, it is because she's got a lot of fucking people helping her out. That's what I'm saying. Power in numbers, people. 
So we see that Luann leaves during the episode. She gets all super upset, which rightfully so, because Dorinda made that comment about the mugshot yet again. It was like the Turks and Caicos thing all over again. I think they were in Turks and Caicos when they first when she first said it. But Luann got really upset. So she I had never seen Luann this emotional before on the show. So despite the fact that it was really sad, I love the fact that she was really raw. I think it was really relatable to some people and not necessarily feeling that way in someone saying something about a mugshot. But I just think having a friend hurt you in general, it was just a really raw emotion to see. And I'm sure that we've all experienced that. So I thought that was a pretty powerful scene there. And after Luann heard that from she's just like well fuck it I'm leaving and I don't blame her it was pretty aggressive as Luann was leaving Dorinda was like hitting super below the belt with everything that she was saying and Luann's just like fuck off I'm leaving you know I love that Leah came over to comfort Lou whenever this whole thing happened she wanted to leave and then Leah's like well wait you know I'm gonna be with you let's go somewhere blah 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 they end up going to some sort of jazz club or something which is kind of neat and then you just cue to Sonia in the dining room doing classic Sonia-isms everything and then all of a sudden you hear boom Hits the fucking floor because she's Sonia Morgan and you don't touch the Morgan letters and she's all that in a bowl of sugar. Love it. And I hope that she was okay because it looked like a pretty nasty fall. But you know what? She's so resilient that nothing gets her down because she always gets back up. So yes, Sonia. So not only do Luann and Leah leave to go to that jazz club, Ramona goes too, which is kind of neat. Luann wanted to sing there per Leah in her little confessional. <laughs> but she said that they weren't really having it. So Luann didn't sing there. <laughs> It would have been interesting. I would have loved to see if they, I would have loved to have them film that because I just would want to see what the jazz band sounded like because I'm curious. So then we get to the morning after. Dorinda obviously feels bad about everything because that's usually what she does. She says some mean shit when she's drunk and then the next day she's like, holy fuck, I messed up. I'm so sorry. Let's be friends again. Blah, blah, blah. That's what happened today. (laughs) Or that's what happened the next day. And then I was shocked to see that Luann forgave her so easily and they forgave each other and everything was just like a bucket of roses not a bucket do you get a bucket of roses no but a bouquet of roses a bouquet a bucket a bouquet so I just thought that was amazing that just shows you they have grown so much from season to season that they are able to just let that shit go super quickly. So I applaud them for that. That was pretty impressive. So eventually Luann, after she comes back from where she stayed, I think she got a hotel or something. She meets up the gals for a nice little shopping excursion and she's with Ramona and Leah. And there you see Luann and Sonia reconcile. They're cool now. Luann wants her in the show. They both know that they're fucking hilarious together. So Luann's like, I love you. I love you. I know. I want you. You're my friend. And da 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 da. Sonia, I just want to be there for you. Like, I, I want to be in the show. Blah, blah, blah. So they love each other. Yes, yes, yes. Be in the show, honey. Yes, yes. I just think it was awesome to see the whole forgiveness thing. I loved it. It's inspirational for all friendships. That's that. So after the whole shopping excursion, the girls come home. Classic Ramona, honey. Classic Ramona. We had never seen this before, but it's hilarious. And I'm going to go on a sidetrack after I say this. But we find out that the bitch clogs the toilet. (laughs) 
<laughs> she clogs the toilet. And then Leah comes in and she's trying to help out. Of course, she doesn't say that it was her. Leah finds the little, the little fucking turd in the toilet. And she's like, oh, little turd. Ramona didn't want to confess that that shit was hers. She didn't. But we all know that it was. And if you guys go on Instagram, look up. I can't remember who placed it. It might have been Elise. If you go to her Instagram, she said something like, oh, well, Ramona, you have 50 friends. Well, bitch, now you got 49 because I'm not your friend anymore. Holy shade. Holy shit. Yes. And we find out why Ramona can't get a man, according to Elise. Then we hear Leah in the background of this little video, this PSA that Elise was giving us on her Instagram. Apparently, per Leah and Elise, they are saying that Ramona can't get a man because she shits during sex. What? What? Let that simmer in your mind. What? I can't, like, oh my god, like, I can't, I can't even imagine, like, oh my god. Whoa. Check that shit out on Instagram because when I saw that, a friend of mine, actually, my friend Sarah, who was on the show a couple weeks ago, she sent that shit to me and I was like, shut the front fuck door up. Shut up. It was crazy. So Leah's trying to unclog the toilet. Dorinda comes up. She sees like, what the fuck did you do to my toilet? She doesn't really get mad. You know, that shit happens. <laughs> that shit happens. Okay. Oh my God. I get a kick out of it. I'm laughing at myself. You may not think it's funny. I'm sorry, but I think it's kind of funny. So after the whole shit fiasco, Ramona gets out her breathalyzer, which is kind of weird. Why the fuck would you bring breathalyzer? Especially of all people, you. She brings the breathalyzer because she doesn't want the girls to get on her ass about how how much she's drinking for the evening. So throughout the night, you can see her take a breathalyzer test. And like, she was really into it. And she got some of the other girls to kind of come around her and be like, oh, is it 0.08, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. Then we see that Heather's back. And that was super cool to see. But I'll get to that in a second. We also see that Dorinda's sister comes to visit. And I have to say, you can tell that they're sisters. They look very much alike. I think, I can't remember if Dorinda's the older sister or not, but you can definitely see the resemblance. You can definitely tell they're related. Let me go back a little bit to the jazz club. We find out that Leah meets this hot bartender and actually he was pretty hot. I mean, he was okay for me, but like I go out with him. He seems kind of nice, cool, whatever. So Leah asks Dorinda if the bartender can come after their little dinner party. She's not like Ramona. Dorinda says, yeah, sure, why not? Because he is a waiter at the place where Dorinda used to be a waitress for a long time. So she's like, yeah, anyone who works there, they're fucking welcome into my home. There's so much history. Yes, we stick together. We see each other. He comes to Dorinda's house, loved in the confessional. She's like, yes, bartenders, they're like therapists. They listen to you. A lot of them are eye candy and they get you drunk. It's like the perfect thing. Does she have a point? Maybe from that too, just because they're getting drunky drunk with their drinky drinks. Elise kind of has a girl crush on Leah. She admits it because she has an alter ego named Erica and Leah wanted to see her come out. Did we see it? I don't know. But all I'm saying is, honey, you will never be Erica Jane because Erica Jane is, oh, she's just the queen of everything. She really is. She is like the queen of women. Like she is just, everything about her is just, it's just amazing. And you've seen Lisa Rinna say it. 
Like she is everything about a woman. She's like really one within her sexuality. She's super confident about it. She's just a badass bitch. And I think a lot of women look up to her in that type of way because maybe a lot of women are a little bit timid to let that side out publicly. And she just does. And she makes it like, hey, you do whatever the hell you want because this is your life. And fuck everyone else who doesn't think that you should be doing it. So Erica Jane, yes. Erica Elise, I don't know. We'll find out. Maybe she'll come out further into the season. But we see her get wasted. And then she makes out with Leah. Leah really likes to make out with a bunch of the girls. I am waiting to see her make out with Dorinda. I think that would be an interesting makeout sesh for her. But I also think it would be really interesting with Ramona. Because I don't think Ramona would do anything like that. So Leah, work it up, girl. Go make out with Ramona and Dorinda. I feel like Dorinda would be a little bit more open to it. But Ramona, she'd be like, oh my gosh. Like, I'm not going to make out with you. Like, I have like 50 other girlfriends. And like, I went on two dates with guys. So yeah, we'll see. But as I said before, bringing back Heather, Heather was there with her husband. It was nice to see her again. She was pretty chill. She was pretty cool. You know, not like uncool. Like Luann thought she was in the past. Whatever, she was cool. It was really cute when Dorinda made that toast after her friend Colin Cowie or whatever, he like set up the whole dinner, which was nice. Dorinda made a toast to Leah. And I thought that was really nice. You know, Leah had some struggles to connect with the women in the very beginning. Dorinda didn't really accept her at first. And I think because Tim Tinsley was there and we all know Tinsley and Dorinda had like a beef. Well, really, it was just Dorinda had a beef with Tinsley. I really don't. I think Tinsley just wanted to have everything be peaceful. She's not the type of woman that likes conflict. I don't know necessarily if Dorinda likes conflict, but she's definitely in more conflicts than most. Dorinda admits that she really likes Leah and she thinks a lot of her and she feels like Leah's like a mini Dorinda. I can see that a little bit. She kind of goes off the rails, off the wire whenever she gets drunk and sometimes she does stupid shit and then she apologizes for it for the next day. But I think a lot of the women kind of do that. I, I can see a parallel between Leah and Dorinda. I really can. It was hilarious whenever she said that she's a little bit more reserved than Leah which is crazy because Dorinda's kind of an open book and she kind of just says whatever she wants whenever she wants to. So I thought that was, it was a little chuckle moment for me. Now, as that hot bartender came in to chill with Leah, can we just take a note <laughs> on how Bravo, the producers, put everything together that it just seemed whenever he got there, Dorinda introduced herself and then talking about how she worked at that place that he works at. And it almost just seemed that they were having like a half an hour to 45 minute conversation when Leah's like, whoa, Dorinda, you're kind of like being a cock block right now. Like, what the hell? I thought that was hilarious. Way to go, production team. Yes, honey, loved it. So now, a little dueling divas for you, shall we? Dorinda, Ramona, Luann, the three of them. Dorinda and Ramona versus Luann about the whole Sonia Cabaret versus burlesque type of thing. Should Sonia be in the show? Should she not? Is Luann being a complete diva? Yes, she is. I think that's part of Luann's charm. I mean, think about it. If we didn't have that within Luann, would she be an interesting character on the show? I don't think she would. We need to have that attitude from her. She exudes an amount of confidence within herself, which I think is great because I think that's super inspirational for women especially. So I think I can take a really good amount of that and apply it to my everyday life. Yes. Does she go over the top? Hmm. 
I'd like to say yes. For her cabaret show, yes, especially. But you know what? If we didn't have that, I think the Real Housewives in New York, it would be it would be lacking the chutzpah that it needs. It would be lacking that. But it's also like the whole Bethany thing. Is it lacking a little bit of something, something? I think so, because Bethany's not on the show. She brings so much, and I always think it's amazing. Anytime when I'm watching a show, and obviously I'm at home with my parents right now, so my mom, she's like a super bravo bitch too. Obviously, you know, because she's been on the show a couple times. And actually, she's going to be on the show next week with two other guests. So that'll be an exciting time. But anytime I bring up, hey, mom, what do you think? Uh, Erica or Bethany, as far as like a little duel? I'm telling you, she always comes back to Bethany. Hey, mom, Nini or Bethany? Bethany. Bethany's too quick for a lot of them. I think it's amazing. You got this little woman and she is a boss ass bitch and she comes out on top. It is amazing. Bethany Frankel is the shit and she always comes out on top. She really knows her shit. I just love it. I I, I think it's amazing that her typical answer between any little duel that I bring up with Bethany, she always wins. Damn. Bethany, you're a tough-ass bitch, and we love it. So back to Dueling Divas. Not only is Luann at battle with everyone, almost everyone, Dorinda Ramona together, yes. Then we have Sonia and Luann. You can't be on my show. It's literally revolving around cabaret. Life is a cabaret. Doesn't want Sonia in the show, but she does all of this when Sonia's super wasted, and that just leaves her emotions super open to really be like an emotional basket case, which definitely wasn't the time to bring any of that up. She probably should have waited until she was sober, but you know, they didn't do that. She did what she wanted to do, honey. Sonia admits to Luann, she just wanted Luann to know her value and her worth, and that her time should be considered. It's as valuable as Luann's, which I think she got her point across later whenever they forgave each other. So I think that was great. So those dueling diva parts, they kind of were there for a hot second and then they dwindled away. Same thing with Dorinda and Luann at the very beginning, whenever she says the mugshot comment, blah, blah, blah. Then we find out the next day they all forgive each other. So the dueling divas don't last for that long, but they are still existent within the episode. Now the weekly shade, weekly shade. Ramona comparing Dorinda to a dragon with her fire being thrown whenever she says those hurtful things. Well, you know what? I, maybe Dorinda's spirit animal is a dragon, like fucking, what the hell? Uh, Game of Thrones, Dracarys or whatever, I think. Was that the dragon? I have no idea. I was never a Game of Thrones fan. But anyways, Dorinda's like a dragon, according to Ramona, with her mean bitchiness at times. So that's shade number one. Now, also per Leah, she thinks because Dorinda can't let go of Giovanni, Giovanni. Leah thinks that Dorinda probably owns a stock in Giovanni because she just can't let that shit go. And she talks about it all the time whenever the cabaret thing comes up. So that's a little shade. Does Giovanni have stock? Probably not because we never heard of him until it was the show. And I'm pretty sure that Giovanni's like net worth went up because of Dorinda and Luann. But yeah, Dorinda, do you own stock? We want to know. Oh, and 
Heather, thank you for bringing this up. Whenever she comes into Dorinda's place talking to Luann and Ramona about Luann's show, (laughs) she points out to Ramona, oh, wow, Ramona, you're complimenting her singing. (laughs) And then Ramona says, I'm complimenting her show. And then we're like, what, bitch? Shade 100%. But she knew how to fix it. She knew how to fix it. She's like, Luann can carry a show. Not everyone can carry a show. And then you see in her confessional, she's like, saved my ass on that one. Holy shade. But is the shade truth? Think about that. I'd probably say yes. She's no J-Lo, okay? Just saying. And she knows that at least. I think, or, I mean, at least I hope she knows. But yeah, three little weekly shades, quick, super sweet, nothing crazy where it was like super below the belt, but it was, it was nice. It was a nice weekly shade. So quote people, quote, quote, quote of the week, quote, 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 quote. Quote of the week. Ah, quote, 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 give it to me. Quote of the week. Yeah, yeah. Quote, 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 quote out of the week. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, I like that. I'm going to have to remember that for every week because that was kind of fun. Maybe eventually I'll add like some strings or some shit behind it. I'll be thinking about it. But a couple quotes. Ramona talking about herself whenever she answers the door to the delivery guy. <laughs> she's like, I'm I'm a sloppy chick. I, I mean, I look good, but I'm sloppy. What does that even mean? I think I know what that means. It's hilarious. I wonder what he thought. If you're out there, Mr. Delivery Guy, I want to find you. You come on the show and talk to me and I want to know your thoughts whenever you met the women. That would be so interesting, especially with a lot of the people that we see that are just sort of in there and then out. Do they even know that they're on the show? Well, obviously they have to sign a release. Yes. But do they know what they're getting into? I don't know. But yeah, Ramona, I'm a sloppy chick. I, I, I look good, but I'm sloppy. Love it. Dorinda explaining to Luann after the whole mugshot comment happened. She, she said, this is her beginning of an apology. Rosé happened. Rosé happened. And as the kids at Summer House would say, Rosé all day. Rosé all day. Now, Luann talking about herself. Wow, the women this week, they are speaking a lot about themselves. She says, it's about me. It's Countess and Friends. It's me. It's not Sonia, bitch, okay? It's me. So that was pretty aggressive, but a very good performance. Sonia, bringing back Frenchie, honey, talks about him. She says, as long as there's France, there's Frenchie. I don't know how that came up, but I thought that was kind of cute. And I wonder if Frenchie's going to be making an appearance sometime for the rest of the season. We shall find out. And then the last quote I got, Leah saying when she went out, (laughs) she admits that she went out with a prince. And she's like, I don't know what happened, but she eventually said that she peed on the guy. (laughs) So she's like, when am I going to have a chance to pee on a prince again? Well, you know what? Who was that prince? I want to know because obviously it wasn't Prince William, wasn't Prince Harry. Pretty sure Meghan Markle and Princess Kate Middleton or Duchess, whatever. I'm not I'm not like into that, but I'm pretty sure that they would not like it if Leah peed on them. But I would just say, you know what? I would just take that and own it with pride. I would own it like it was just like a gold medal. So Leah's piss, her pee, gold medal, honey, on you, wherever she did it. So I would say out of those quotes, my quote, my top of the week, I would probably... <laughs> I, you know what? I don't know. I feel like 
Is it Rosé? Rosé happened. I think that's cute, but I'd have to say Ramona. Uh, I'm a sloppy chick. I look good, but I'm sloppy. Ramona, you take the cake, honey. And Sonia, I would have thought it was you, but the Frenchie thing wasn't that funny to me. But sloppy chick Ramona, you take it. Love you. So yeah, for Thursday, we're gonna we're gonna check out Ramona's little birthday party. Or not little birthday party, because she has like she's like over 60 girlfriends and she can't help it because she's a good friend. That's gonna be hilarious because we already see that Leah gets a little drunky drunk. She goes a little cray cray. Ramona's not liking it, and we see that she's trying <laughs> she's trying to help producer shut that shit up because she doesn't want her birthday party ruined. Ah! So we're going to see what transpires through that episode. I'm fucking excited about it. Beverly Hills has got some shit going on. We see fucking Brandy come back. We have Camille come back. Camille, she's a bitch, but I fucking love her. I think she's a great, she's great. I want to see her and Dorit get into it because Dorit, this is whenever we see the claws come out with Dorit, whenever it's with Camille. I fucking love it. Of course, Camille hates Teddy, but whatever. Teddy, as Sutton would say, she thought she was going to be kind of boring. I'm waiting for Teddy to kind of, I don't know, for me to be a little, I don't know. I'm just waiting for something from Teddy. And maybe it's just because she was pregnant during this whole thing. Maybe that's why. But I feel like she's got something in her. And I'm just waiting for her to release it. And I think whenever she does, it's going to be epic as fuck. That'll be interesting. Below deck, what's going on there? Bugsy threw Hannah under the bus. That dude that got fired, Pete. He's talking to the Italian chick, Lara. So yeah, Shaws of Sunset, damn Part two on Sunday. Tune in all your shit. Yes. Also thought it was interesting that Bravo did like a whole Jurassic Park thing. That was pretty cool because that movie scares the fuck out of me. Velociraptor, I don't play. Never have horizontal doors ever in my life because this bitch is scared. And yes, dinosaurs don't exist. But you know what? We all have our little quirks. Thank you guys so much for listening. Love the conversations that we were having on Instagram about Luann. Great. Let's keep that shit up. Follow us on Believe Podcasts or Believe Pop Culture. That's B-L-E-A-V. I will talk to you guys on Monday. Have a kick-ass week and we'll chat then. Bye-ins, guys. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.